Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? Being honest with you, Jeff, I am on genie overload right now. <laughs> well, that's good, because when we were talking about what we wanted to actually discuss this week, you kept circling back to, to Jeannie. And, and I think that it's it's something that's worth revisiting. You know, almost two months ago, we talked about Jeannie. So much has changed. So much is evolving. So much is probably going to keep changing. So I think it's it's worth revisiting again. Selfishly, I've booked my next trip. So I think it's important for me to understand what's going on. So I may pepper you with some questions that that hopefully apply to more than just me. But where do you want to start? Because it is it is overwhelming. There's a lot to be to be learned. I've had this conversation with many people that are traveling soon. Where should we begin? What is it? I guess break it down for us as, as simply as you can. You bet. And that's where I'm going to start. If you think it's overwhelming, you are definitely not alone. There's so many pieces to it and so much new terminology that it really, we're getting to the point that it is going to take a degree to go. So we're going to walk you through it, listen to it again, reach out to us. We're happy to answer questions. Honestly, we've been doing webinars for our clients. We've been going through it slide by slide, kind of helping everyone make choices and then opening it up for a Q&A because there's just so many questions. But I also think the big thing to know is it just went live yesterday. So we only have one day's data. It started October 19th and that's it. So in the next 30 days and 60 days, I'm going to talk about all the things we're going to learn and all the things that we might have to change. Obviously, the first thing that everybody talks about, because it's it's what we know, right? We always go back to things that we know is FastPass, right? We had a, we've, we've had that for a long time. It's something we're familiar with. Break that down for us because it's not FastPass. I think we need to play the taps here. It is retired. It is gone. FastPass is no more. It's similar now. If you go up to the attractions that used to have FastPass, the sign has been changed and the sign says Lightning Lane. So I think that's why people think it's FastPass, but again, way more complicated than FastPass. The big thing I'm going to tell you is no matter what, with the exception of the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, every other attraction will still offer standby. So don't feel totally sucked in and that this is a make or break for your vacation. Standby is still gonna be an option. And I'm actually gonna back up and clarify one thing I said. It went live October 19th in Walt Disney World. It is coming to Disneyland. It will work the same way, but we don't have a going live date for Disneyland yet. Okay, so you talked about how, you know, standby still exists. We got the lightning lane. What else do we need to know as a jumping off point? So I'm going to break down the three sections for you. And I'm going to also tell you that while you may use my Disney experience on a desktop or laptop, because sometimes it's easier to do a lot of things in there, all of these Genie features are only going to exist in the app. You're not going to see it all on the desktop. So don't go hunting for it today. So the first part is Disney Genie. And that is free. And again, talk about mixing terminology. Disney Genie lives inside of the My Disney Experience account. 
You don't need some new separate app. You just need to make sure that you're keeping your app updated like any other app. And Disney Genie is our favorite word. It's free. <laughs> Not going to do a heck of a lot for you, but it's free. Right. Okay. So, so the actual Disney Genie piece within the My Disney Experience application is free. Correct. Okay. And it does a couple of things. It has some options where you can check boxes. I like Star Wars. I like princesses. I like Pixar. I like thrill rides. And if you're not familiar with the parks and you click those things, it's going to help you know which rides and attractions and shows are best for you. It also is going to have wait times in it, which is nothing new. The app has had that for a long time. But in addition to wait times, it's going to show you forecasts based on that ride that day. So it's going to tell you that Space Mountain has the longest time at 3 o'clock and the shortest time at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock is kind of a mid-range so that you can help plan your own day if you don't want Genie to plan for you. If you select your rides that are free for standby in that basic part of the app, it's going to create an order for you based on projected wait times. And the great thing about it is Maybe Space Mountain's your third attraction of the day, but it goes down 20 minutes before you're headed over there. If you open up Genie, it's automatically going to move it around so that you don't walk to somewhere to ride a ride that isn't operating. So that's the bonus in the free program. Okay, so let me let me try to frame it this way, and you tell me if I'm right. The free Genie aspect of the My Disney experience, you go and you essentially create a profile that indicates the things that you like, the things that you're, you or your traveling party are interested in. And from there, it is free. It can give you the projected route that you should necessarily take based on projected wait times that, that gets updated in, in real time. Is all of that accurate? That is correct. Okay. Easy, easy way to explain something that, that can get a little bit confusing at times. Is that really it for the free version of it? It is one more feature, which I'll be honest, I'm not in love with. Okay. And it's that when you hit certain areas, it's going to share some history with you and some news about an attraction. And you're probably thinking, wow, she's a Disney geek. Why doesn't she love this? But I can tell you, Jeff, you're not going to love it because <laughs> I'm walking around with my phone with my family of four, and now it wants to tell me about the architecture of the castle. Well, I'm going to stop in the middle of the road and my family's going to gather around my device so we can all listen over the crowd. Right. It doesn't do it for me. And I know you talk about all the time wanting to spend less time on your device when on vacation, not more. Right. So I don't see everybody using that feature. Okay. Where do we go after the free version? Now we go to what everybody's looking for, kind of the so-called equivalent of fast pass disney genie plus that is a shorter line for select attractions you can purchase it for 15 dollars per person per day of park admission and you will get on that lightning lane in the one hour window that you've selected for each attraction one key thing to know is you can only go on each attraction once. So if you buy Disney Genie Plus and you're thinking, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is my family's favorite and we're going to do it six times today, you can do it six times today. But one time is going to be on Disney Genie Plus and the other five are standby. Each attraction just once. 
And you can park hop and use it in multiple parks, obviously, if you paid for a park hopper ticket. Okay, so my question then is, you mentioned that you can do one attraction once. Is there a limit on the number of attractions that you can choose to use this lightning lane aspect of Genie Plus? So similar to FastPass, you select one, you have that one hour window, and once you've redeemed that one, you can pick another. So as long as there's still availability, there's the only limitation on it is how many attractions are within that park. Got it. But it's still, but it is one at a time. So once you've, once it is one at a time, only once, and you can't schedule that first one until 7am the day you're going into the park. So the nice thing is you don't have to plan ahead. People used to say to me, I don't know what I want to do 60 days from now. Now you can do it that day. The other thing to know about Disney Genie Plus is they are selling an unlimited number of them. So no fear that it won't be available for you. However, there is there should be a fear that you may not be able to get the attraction you want at the time that you're trying to get it, correct? That is not a guarantee. That is not a guarantee. And again, each attraction will have a limit for the day. So again, we're working with our clients to say things like, Space Mountain is one of the ones that you should make sure you do before noon because not only will they sell out, so to speak, but similar to Fast Pass, when you get off of an attraction and you can pick that next one, if Space Mountain is taken for the next four hours, then your next one is four hours away instead of you having one per hour. So there's definitely a little bit of strategy in which one you use when. Now, I guess the question I have for you is, you know, fresh off of the virtual queue, Rise of the Resistance, that's that's included in this Genie Plus option, correct? You can you can make that one of your lightning lane choices. So it's actually not and again, as I said, terminology is really key here. You're not making any lightning lane choices. You're arriving in the lightning lane after you've made a Genie Plus selection or an individual attraction selection. So each park has rides and shows that are included on Genie Plus, that $15 per person per day, unlimited number of those that were sold. And I know some people are like, unlimited, how is that possible? Think about this. We know not every person is going to buy it. And every person got Fast Pass for free. So it's definitely a smaller demographic. The third part of the system is this individual attraction selection. They're not included in Genie Plus. They do still have that standby option. Or you can purchase an individual select attraction. So your example, Rise of the Resistance, is an individual purchase. You commit, I want this ride, and the price is based on how crowded they think the park is gonna be today. Somewhere between six and $15 per ride per person. So every park has Genie Plus rides, and every park has two individual select attractions. Now, I'm not gonna put you totally on the spot here, Jeff, but <laughs> it's not rocket science what they are. Right. 
it's the most popular things in each park. So in Animal Kingdom, not included in Genie Plus, only individual select attractions or standby. Avatar Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Not the biggest thrill ride, but the newest ride that always garners a long line. Right. In Epcot, Frozen Ever After and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And again, Remy's is the only ride without a standby line. It's virtual queue or individual select attraction. And then Magic Kingdom, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain. I do caution everybody to make sure that you look at height requirements before you make any of these purchases. Purchasing Genie Plus or an individual attraction does not negate the height requirement. So if you've got a child who's 36 inches tall and Rise of the Resistance is 40 inches, they still can't go on it even if you pay extra. No, paying extra does not get the extra inch and a half. That's just not the way that it is works. correct. But my question for you is just to clear up any kind of possible uh, confusion. Let's We've say got a long way to go to get there. Well, let's say let's let's create a hypothetical where I'm traveling with my family and I'm a family of four and I'm not really all that interested in the genie plus feature. So I still have the genie, the free genie option. Mm -hmm. Do I need to purchase the Genie Plus option to do the individual select attractions? Or can I just do the free Genie option and purchase the individual select uh, attractions? That's a great question. You can purchase any components you want or no components. Okay. So you can just purchase one individual attraction today. You don't have to have Genie Plus. You don't have to have two attractions. Every attraction is going to be individually priced in that non-Genie Plus tier. And it is a maximum of two per day. Again, they don't need to be in the same park. But just like we can't override the height requirement because we purchased it, don't get a 9 a.m. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and a noon Hollywood Studios Rise of the Resistance because you can't park hop till after two. So make sure that you're paying attention to the times that you select that park entry will still be valid. I think I understand it. As as daunting as it is, I think I do understand. Did I tell you it. it's a lot? It, it is it, definitely a lot. It is a lot, and and it's a it's a change from what everyone has known, and and I think that's kind of where the biggest fear is. The fear of the unknown is is a real thing, and people are very familiar with how they run their vacation. If you're listening to this show, you're a Disney person. You're very familiar with how you do your Disney vacation. So. I think it's very important. I'm glad we're doing this tonight to see where this falls into how you plan. And I, I have to imagine it's conversations you're having every day. Every day. Okay. And we're creating all kinds of printables and things for people because there are height requirements to consider. There is, as you said, strategy to which rides do I do first? Then again, there's also strategy to not necessarily do them all in order if it's going to add 5,000 steps for the day. Right, right. The last piece, just to sum up of what we were just talking about there, the individual select attractions still have a standby line. You do not need to pay for them. We're anticipating a long line because they're very popular attractions. The question I have for you is if you purchase the individual select attraction, What's that line look like? Have we been given any information that it's going to be shorter 
or could it equal? Those are definitely a limited sale of each one. And again, they're going to enter through that same lightning lane. And again, my guess, this is nothing written in stone, but my guess is that they're calling it lightning lane, no matter which product you purchase, because things are going to change. If Epcot opens Guardians of the Galaxy Galactic Rewind, something tells me that Frozen Ever After is going to get kicked out of the paid options. Right. So that lightning lane allows Disney to look at what are people interested in? Where are the rides? Let's set up some changes. That's the flexibility that they have. And look, you know, we had talked about this when we first did the breakdown of Genie Plus and Genie. It, it, it used to be free elements of this that, that we're seeing. Nobody likes to now have to pay for something that they once got for free, even though it sounds based on what we've seen here. There are way more options here than there ever were in the free versions of what they had to offer. There's lots of great things. And, you know, it, it's not for everybody. I'm going to tell you right off the bat that it could be as much as $45 per person per day. If you buy Genie Plus and two individual attractions and you're there on the most peak day there is, but we're not recommending that to the majority of our clients. I don't think you need to spend all of that money every day. There's definitely some strategy behind it to save a little bit. I don't think you need to go all in and for a family of four say, okay, it's an extra thousand dollars on my vacation. Right. That's not the camp that I'm sitting in. The interesting piece though, and and you just kind of mentioned it. I don't even know if it was intentional. It does take some of the sting out of the crowd size on some of these peak visiting times. If you if you are in a position economically where you can select your individual attractions and you can get your genie plus you're almost ensuring that even though the parks will be very crowded, you're still going to be able to do a number of things that you've set out to do that maybe without this benefit, you would not have been able to do in the past. That's true. But also look at it this way. I look at this and I say out of the eight individual select attractions, I don't ride four of them. Correct. I don't do that level of thrill ride. So I don't need to spend that money. So those of you that have little kids that aren't meeting this height requirement, it's out of the question for you to begin with. So don't let it totally prejudice you or think, you know what, we can't afford this. It's not necessarily the right thing for everybody all the time. Now, have you been told that as this continues to roll out that they're expecting changes significant changes to what it is or have you been told that they're pretty confident they have figured out the path that they plan to take with this entire rollout is Listen, it is, is it going to roll out in, in phases yeah is that everything disney puts out has a disclaimer on it that it's subject, subject to, to change. change sure sure i don't expect that we're going to go a year and not see any change in this so uh, i'm optimistic i don't want to prejudice people to what I don't like about the system and what I'd like to see changed, but I'm optimistic that they're going to keep evaluating it Got because it. again, they're a business. That's the bottom line. They want as many people to spend for it as are willing to spend for it. 
So they've got to keep up and make it a product that everybody's happy to pay for. Okay. So, so here's my, my, I guess really my final question then it's within the, my Disney experience app. How do we pay for it? How do we buy it? How does, how does that entire process occur since it does happen within an existing application where we haven't had to pay for it before? All right. So if you thought it was complicated in my explaining the three parts, this is the really complicated part. Okay. Let me get my abacus. Go ahead. I'm ready. (laughs) So let's talk about Disney Genie Plus first. If you're purchasing Disney Genie Plus for every person in your party, for every day that you have a park ticket on a Walt Disney Travel Company package, you can add it into your payment. But... If you don't want it for every day that you have a park ticket, you don't want it for everybody in your party because grandma's not going on most of these rides. Maybe you didn't get hoppers and so you don't want it on your Animal Kingdom day because Animal Kingdom only has five rides. Magic Kingdom has 16. You might not feel it's as good of a value. Maybe you're an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, and you're not on a Walt Disney Travel Company package. Maybe you're staying off site. All of those people (laughs) can purchase it starting at 7 a.m. the day they're going to the park right in the app. So you'll make your purchase at 7 a.m. and you'll immediately make your first reservation for Genie Plus. Okay. However, (laughs) you heard the pregnant pause there because the reality is if you, if you are booking through, you know, a Disney travel company like instant impressions, easy days by instant impressions, then you can build it into your payment, right? Correct. You still can't make those reservations until seven o'clock that morning. Correct. Correct. But you're going to be making them at 7am while somebody else is futzing around trying to figure out how to select it and pay for it. Got it. Okay. Now there's the second part. (laughs) Told you it's not easy. (laughs) The individual select attractions, we talked about that they change price per day. So those can never be purchased in advance. Here's the odd thing that I'm gonna put out there so everybody knows I know what I'm talking about and then I'm gonna tell you to ignore this sentence. (laughs) You can purchase your individual select attractions starting at midnight but you can't actually reserve them till 7 a.m. I'm not thrilled that we're talking about people being on their phone at midnight and 7 a.m. Forget purchasing at midnight, purchase it at 6.58 and then buy, pick your individual select attraction and pick your times right away. There is no way to buy those individual select attractions in advance. However, Here is one benefit for on-site guests. If you are an on-site guest, you can purchase the individual select attractions at 7 a.m. and make your first reservation time at 7 a.m. If you're an off-site guest, you can't reserve your individual select attraction until park opening time. Got it, okay. So again, what does that mean? It means if you're on site, you've got an advantage because the individual attractions they're only selling a certain number of. So it's very possible that Rise of the Resistance is sold out by 8.30 or 9 when the park opens, or that the only times left on Rise of the Resistance are at 8 p.m. 
So definitely an advantage for on-site guests. And so I guess the the looming question there is this potentially impacts annual pass holders that are not staying on property in a, in a negative way that they would not necessarily have had before. They're not going to have the same timing of access as a guest that's that's staying on property. At the moment, that's a true sentence. However, I will say that most annual pass holders, not myself and Jeff in the past, live near the park, not in other states. Correct. There's a number of us that live out of state, but those that are annual pass holders that live out of state are paying for a hotel in Disney. Those local annual pass holders, typically, they're not necessarily trying to get on Space Mountain every time they go because they've been before. Right. Or they're going on Thursday night after work. And yeah, so what? Space Mountain's only available at 7.30. They couldn't get there before 6 o'clock anyhow. Right. So they're working on something different for annual pass holders. I really don't feel it's a great hindrance to them at the moment. All right. Let's, let's both take a deep breath. Exhale, inhale the magic and exhale the complications. And there you go. And, and what haven't we covered? What's, what's left that we need to break down today? Cause we we've spent a good amount of time and I, I've had a good number of questions answered. So what haven't we covered this evening? The only thing we haven't talked about is the disability access pass. And I don't want to go into a lot of detail on that because those that need it know what it is. But what I will say is it is going to be integrated into the Genie Plus program starting November 1st. And what I love about it is you will be able to do it in advance via a video chat. You will not have to wait until you're in the park. So if that's you and you're not sure how it's working, reach out to us. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's not meant for your family. Okay, great. Well, Sandy, a tremendous amount of thanks goes out to you for spending countless hours on the phone, in training, uh, and then passing it on to us and any client that works with Easy Diz and Instant Impressions Travel Services because without you guys, you know, we're really kind of navigating these waters alone. So I can't thank you enough. And I hope you have a great week. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>